0: You've tuned in to Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that the messages provide an atmosphere for growth and grace in your relationship with Christ and an opportunity for you to gather together in community, whether online or in person. Now let's go into the message. I'm also reading in the Amplified Version. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the power according to the working of his mighty power read it again in the amplified version so we're going to grab our subject today And so that ye can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. I want to leave with you today, on this Sunday afternoon, a subject, power in you and power for you. Can you say it with me? Power in you. And power for you. The Amplified Version says, and so that ye can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of His power, not ours, but of His power that is in and is for us who believe. Now, and it's not for everyone. But the scripture is very clear, it's for those of us who believe, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. Father, we thank you for this opportunity today. We pray that you would have thine own way, that you would speak through me as only you can. becomes none of Melinda, but all of you. That the word of God would go out and accomplish what it will, and not to return void. It's in Jesus' precious and mighty name, I pray a man. Power in you. And that same power has been reserved for you. This is a letter, as we know and understand, we know this is a Bible-believing church, a Bible-preaching church. This is Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. And in this particular letter... If you just bear with me just for a moment to set it up in context. In this particular letter, Paul wasn't addressing a particular need or a particular problem that had ar- arisen in the church. But in this particular letter, he's explaining things and he's explaining doctrines of the faith. So we get in verse 17, uh, Paul begins to pray. He begins to pray that the Ephesians would know God that the Ephesians would know God. So put it in context. These are already believers, but he's also praying that they would know God. And there is something for us to grab hold to um, from this letter. Some of us, if we be honest, some of us, some individuals are going off of an introduction of God, but they don't know him. Huh, there's a difference in being introduced to someone and you know them by name you know them by association you know maybe where they work at where they live but it doesn't necessarily mean that you know them amen in a world and a culture that we live in folks are okay with the introduction of God just having a head knowledge of God but denying the power thereof but I want to encourage all of us the introduction of God get beyond just the introduction of your parents that they Taught you about Jesus and your grandparents who have taught you about Jesus. But can I get anybody to be a witness? You got to know him for yourself. Uh, You got to know him in the midnight hour. Hallelujah. Calm down, Melinda. You got to know him. You got to know him when things crop up in life that was not expected. Uh, I can't go off an introduction, sister, but I got to know, I got to know that he is a comforter. Amen. I got to know that he is a healer I've had to experience some things I've heard people tell me about it I've heard the read the word of God and it's told me of folks who have been delivered but there's nothing like when I get to experience the deliverance of God so we gotta move past the introduction we gotta get to know him that's all Paul was saying to the Ephesians get to know him get to know him so we get to verse 18 and 19, and he begins to pray that each believer would not only know him, but also understand that God has given them uh, what God has given them in and through Jesus Christ. What, what is it that we have access to uh, because of Jesus Christ? And he lists four different things in verses 18 through 19. He talks about that our eyes uh, of our heart to be enlightened, that we have understanding. That we know what is the hope of his calling. That we understand that there's a future to a thing. That God didn't just call us to be saved for right now and then there's never a future plan. But, 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 but what God has done in our lives is to make an impact for the future. It's to impact generations to come. Amen. Can you imagine what would happen if your parents or your grandparents stopped sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ? Perhaps somebody else would have shared it with you, but I take a personal responsibility. It is my responsibility to carry this great gospel to the next generation. I'm not waiting on somebody else to do it. I'm not waiting on the world to tell people what what it means to serve God. No, I want to be a part of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Third, he tells them, want them to understand about the riches of the glory of God's inheritance in the saints. He wants them to know that they have an inheritance. And then fourthly, fourthly, he gets to, wants them to know and understand the exceeding greatness of power. That, that has been extended to us, the exceeding greatness of God's power towards us who uh, believe. Uh, the, the Apostle uh, Paul wanted us to know and understand that we have access to uh, power. That is the power that's in us and it's the power that is for us. I don't know about you, but I, in my life, the things that I have experienced, amen, I knew it wasn't nothing that Melinda had done, but it was because of the power power of God and we cannot live in this sin sick world if it wasn't for the power of God I can't resist Satan on my own as much as I like to think that I'm strong as much as I like that I know some scripture as much as I like to preach and teach the word of God but there's no power that Melinda possesses that Melinda can live sin free in this world I don't care what as some preachers told you hey, but me and Mario and Pastor Weathers back here will tell you now I can't live this thing if it wasn't for the power of God we have our own struggles we have our own things that we have to deal with don't put me on a pedestal like I got it all together I'm trying to get it right just like you power someone say power Yeah. Hallelujah, the power that's in you would allow you to look Satan dead in the face and say, Satan, I see the tactics that you're trying to use against me. I see your cunning devices. I see you're trying to manipulate some things, but, but, but the power of God will give you discernment. Somebody say discernment. Power. Power. Say Power. Put it one more time in the atmosphere, power, power in the United States. And I'm going to need you just to bear with me for a moment. I promise there's a message in all this extra information I'm about to give you. But the United States power grid is divided into three different sections. We have one section that serves the West and we have one section that serves the East but the final portion of the power grid belongs to good old Texas. Now, the things I'm going to say about Texas, if anybody's from Texas, I'm just going to say sorry. But Texas has some, a lot of things going on. But that final power grid, you got one that serves the east, one that serves the west, and the last one serves Texas. So about the turn of the 20th century, the government placed these regulations on power companies to ensure that, was there, that there was equitable distribution of power. Now equality, equality means everybody gets the same thing. But, but some regions need more power than other regions may need it. So the government came in and said, let's make sure that everyone that there is equal uh, distribution, equal, uh, equity distribution of the power. Now, Texas, to avoid the federal and the interstate rules, Texas comes up with the conclusion that they had the resources to generate power um, within, uh, generate power for Texans by Texans, by Texans for Texans, right? So the demand for power, of course, will peak in the summertime, right? Texas, have you ever been to Texas? It is hot, And not Kentucky hot, it's hot, hot, right? It's all up in your business, hot, hot. Ah, But the demand for power, of course, it peaks in the summer. And the power grid expects that because Texas is hot. So the Power Gurion is prepared for the summers. The summers are of no surprise. Somebody say no surprise. No surprise. So, but, but generally speaking, um, the Texas winters are pretty mild. They're, they're, they're minimal. Uh, you, you don't need a lot of heat in the wintertime, generally speaking. Hot, hot in the summer. But the winters are generally pretty mild. Someone say something happened. In February of the year of our Lord, 2021, something happened. Texas was prepared for the heat, but Texas wasn't prepared for the ice storm. Texas was prepared for the normal way of doing things, but Texas wasn't prepared for the abnormal Now, I'm going to pause here for a righteous cause, and we're going to go back to Texas. Um, But some of us, if we be honest, we have become comfortable in relying on our own strength. Uh, I've been able to do well so far. I'm relying on my own strength. We've become comfortable with relying on our own intellect. We have become comfortable with relying on our own influence that we have in the world. Uh, but, but as we'll see in a little bit about Texas, amen, it's a danger to become too comfortable with how things have always been. Uh, If you live long, if you live just a little bit long, the things won't stay the way that they always have been. Amen. But instead of relying on our own strength, on our own intellect, on our own influence, can I get ten witnesses to share with me and to say, this is the philosophy by which I live by. If it had not been the Lord who was on my side. Now, Now, In the name of the Lord. Can't get comfortable with the way things have always been. So, back to Texas. It's February 2021. Texas experienced a massive ice storm. The temperatures plummeted. Folks stayed home, and they cranked up the heat. Down in my imagination, folks not used to the winter, they probably had space heaters in every single room. They probably turned their heat up to 85 when they went to bed. They didn't know you're supposed to turn it down at night, right? But but, but they wasn't used to that. But but something happened, and this is what happened. This is what we want to glean from as we learn from text. This is what happened. The, The surge in demand surpassed the capacity to generate power. So all of a sudden, everybody needed some heat. So the surge went up. is that the power grid didn't have the capacity for all of them to use all of that heat. And what do we see? That they lost power all across Texas. People went days and sometimes weeks without power because the demand was high, but the capacity was low. The, the demand was high, but, but the power grid couldn't, couldn't, couldn't hold all of the demand. In math, you know the, the equation when there's a demand. And there's that little sign that looks like a little Pac-Man, right? That little thing that, that's turned towards the whatever is greater. So in Texas, demand's over here. And it looked like the demand the demand was greater than the power grid. And, and, and in, in your life, the demand of sin was great. Y'all not helping me. The demand of sin was great in my life. It needed a capacity that was stronger than telling you to keep the Ten Commandments. The law is good in its place. The law tells us what to do and not to do. But the law could not save us. The Lord didn't have the capacity to get down on the inside. God said, I've got to find a way to get on the inside of them. I got, I got, and then they're, they're doing what I'm telling them, but they're doing it out of ritual. I, I want somebody to do it and have meaning behind it, to have a purpose behind the things in which we do. God said, I got to take out the stony heart. I got to take that out because they're doing the thing, but, but it's not uh, impacting their lives. The lies are not being changed. Got to take it out. I got to give them a heart, a flesh, so that demand of sin, the demands that you have experienced in life, any strongholds, anything that has separated you from the love of God, any sin that has pushed you away from God. I want you to be reassured today that His capacity is great. Uh, The power that's within you, the power that's working for you is greater. There will never come a time that you go before the Lord and you share and you repent of your sins. There will never come a time when he says, you know what, the demand is high this month. I don't know what I can do for you. But there's never a time that we go before the Lord that he doesn't forgive us of our sins. Hallelujah. Now I just had a moment. Just give me a moment. I, I, I'm reflecting over my own life. The times I had to go before the Lord. The times I had to weep and cry and repent of the sins that I had committed against the Lord. And the times that he says my grace is sufficient. Ah, my grace is for us. Because he saw that the equation wasn't right. Because he saw we needed to change that little sign in the middle. This is what this is what he did because he loved us. He stepped out of eternity. Oh God in his infinite wisdom. Can you imagine with me? Sitting high on the throne. He stepped out of eternity. Hallelujah be unto the To God, stepped out of eternity through his son Jesus Christ. And he and he, and only he, had the capacity to switch things up he had the capacity to turn things around now in Texas when the demand was high amen the capacity was low amen it left them with no power Uh, but, but this is how it works when God gets in the equation when the demand is high the capacity is higher and then we have access to power amen that's the only way we can experience the lights in here amen because it's not pulling too much on the systems amen you can't ever pull too much on the power of God. It is always greater. He will always light up your life. I was seeking deep and seeing and it was the light of God's love that illuminated my life. So this is Now, my time is about up. And I'm sure the hamburgers and the hot dogs are about ready. Hope I can get one. But I want to just leave you, leave you on this Sunday with a little something, something. So, in the Old Testament, the word power, the Hebrew term for it, It implies victory, and it implies force, right? So when they go into um, the uh, territories and um, they would have the, the power of uh, different things that they would use. And, and it was to, in order to uh, reap the benefits of, of having victory. So, so the Hebrew term around power implies victory. I have power, I'm able to overcome the enemy. That, that's victory. And, that's, and God allows us to experience that victory absolutely. What I also want you to, to know and understand, when we get to the New Testament, the New Testament, the Greek language used for power is dunamis. The Greek word used for power is dunamis, and the root word of dunamis is dynamite. Dynamite, not only will take over and have victory, but, but I want you to see another understanding of the word power. And that's Deuteronomy's power. Then dynamite being the root word, meaning there's explosive power that's, that's capable of bringing about miraculous results. There's explosive power that has the capacity to bring about some miraculous results. Results. Well, well, what are you saying, preacher? I, I want you to know that what's in you is for you to use. You have access to explosive power. Uh, you have access to a dunamis power and it has the capacity to blow some things up in your life. <laughs> I've come to tell you that the explosive power has the capacity to rebuke generational curses. My God from Zion, I've come to tell you on this Sunday afternoon that the explosive power has the capacity If you have the only one who was saved. And for some way, somehow, she still had her cell phone in her pocket. So they landed on the sea. but she made a way to land. and she pulled out her little cell phone, hoping that it had a little signal so she could call for rescue but she got frustrated said a little choice words and threw the phone down because she was frustrated because on this level she didn't have power but something clicked in her mind she picked up the cell phone and she said i believe i'll try to go up a little higher and see if i Human power will mess up stuff, but I want to challenge all of the believers. for your prayers and generous support that grant us the opportunity to do ministry. Now this connection doesn't have to end here. Visit our website, engage with our social platforms, comment, review, screenshot, and share your growth with others. And until next time, keep growing.